Support for the PWT cast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off, a whole-ass 20% off, and free worldwide shipping uh, with the code PWTCAST at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls. All right? So uh, if you have balls, head on over to Manscaped and use promo code PWTCAST for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Uh, And now, on to the show. The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Scrump! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 191 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. My name is Drew. And this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees, bringing this podcast right here on this feed for free every Monday. If you're an errant, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Um, this week over on the Patreon, myself and Cousin Jerry, it's music week here uh, at the PWTCast. And um, this week, myself and cousin Jeremy were talking about the Coen Brothers film "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou," uh, which is a wonderful fucking movie. It is. I. I am. I am not a musical fan myself. I love music, just not a fan of musicals. Um, well, excuse me, in particular. Uh, so, but that one is an exception. That is one of the exceptions. I, I really do love that one. So we'll be talking about that. Um, as well as I like Greek myths. What's up? Paraphernalia, damn it. Yeah, paraphernalia, like Fast and Furious. Isn't that what he always says in it? He's like, when he's talking about like the the, the new dad dad moving in or whatever. Like, I want to see my girls. I'm the paraphernalia. Damn it! Oh, yeah, I thought I thought you were saying fucking. Uh, I thought you were speaking Spanish, saying paraphernalia, and I was just like, great. I was like, this is one of those Fast and Furious fucking review shows, You're right, buddy? I was like, calm, calm, calm down. Uh, which, hey, I was listening, which very quickly, and I'll get to yeah. that afterwards like that. So, so yeah, so yeah. Uh, that'll be there as well as um, uh, Wednesday as a, as a bonus show. Myself and Drew earlier in the week, we recorded uh, the pilot episode for uh, Scrump and Drew's Music Box. It's uh, our newest endeavor into podcasting. Uh, it's And again, it's just a pilot episode. So, uh, you know, we're going to post it to just sort of get, get some feedback, you know, uh, I've already heard back from 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 like the likes of Steve Feast and stuff, who's like, you guys are you know generational talent. I can't believe how good you guys are at this. And I'm like, Steve, buddy, thank you. We love you. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start recalling it to uh, to Feast back. Yeah, yeah, our Feast back. Yeah, just <laughs> our a new weekly segment. Kevin, get on that song, Feast back. Um, yeah, no. So you know, we're gonna be posting it just to sort of. Um, yeah, get some feedback to, to hear from what you guys think, and we'll either want some, some feedback, yeah, on, on what yeah. you guys think, and so yeah, you know, again, depending on, on on what the reception is, we'll either just post that as, as as the OG one, or wind up re-recording it and not be so god dang silly. Um, yeah, but that'll that'll drop Wednesday. And listen, if you're if you're a Patreon member, you would have gotten that like Saturday during the yeah. day. So you know, the Patreon does have its perks. You can sign over oh, maybe, yeah, not a bad idea making it exclusive like no one will ever hear it unless they're a patron yeah i mean you know that that's the thing right now it's 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 essentially the wild wild west um 
not a Give movie, a not a movie that you'll be hearing uh, us review over <laughs> at a Scrumps Family video. Uh, I actually have, uh, I actually have Wild Wild West on my next music box list. So, by with, listen, <laughs> uh, movie not that great. Soundtrack not that bad. You know, I'm surprised that wasn't because oh, I feel like man, if my, I feel like, well. I guess it would have been more around your time. So that would have been like your seventh birthday. If we had seven, I bet it's yours because you have more of a summer thing. And that was a summer song. It definitely was because I remember the toys from Burger King. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, as far as Wild Wild West goes, I I definitely do remember, um, do remember that. Uh, Yeah. But hey, uh, very quickly, and I I didn't run this by you because um, I... This is just again. It's the wild, wild west out here. Speaking speaking of movies and stuff, I did uh, want to get a little bit serious for a second. Um, May nineteenth, uh, there was someone within the the, the movie industry that died, um, and they they were just an incredible actor. So I needed to talk about them very quick. You know, sorry for fucking the very much shifting in tone and in memorandum part. Um, but actor uh, Rick Dalton passed away at age ninety, May nineteenth. You know he was he was known as J.K. Hill from the show Bounty Law. He was star of films like Nebraska Jim, Tanner, Comanche Uprising, Operation Dynamite, Kill Me Quick, Ringo said the Gringo. Personally, my favorite was the Fourteen Fist of McCluskey. You know, um, it was it was it was a very fucking sad thing when I saw it. Uh, you know, I saw the, the Vanity Fair posted the article. I'm going to read a little bit about it. You know, um, Rick Dalton, the actor best known for the 1960s television series Bounty Law and a string of Westerns uh, shop uh, in Italy, has died, according to uh, the Hollywood Podcast Video Archives. The performer, who notoriously saw a boost um, after an encounter with his neighbor Roman Polanski and a bizarre home invasion that led to, uh, that was led by deranged followers of uh, a failed Ohio-born singer-songwriter named Charles Manson. Uh, you know, he's he survived by his wife Francesca. He was ninety years old. Um, you know, he'll be missed. He was uh, he was definitely someone very important. And uh, for those of you guys who don't get it, this is very much tongue in cheek. Uh, I saw it earlier in the week. Uh, the, uh, Quentin Tarantino has a podcast, and they posted that you know the the fictional death of uh, of one Rick Dalton, and it made me sad because I used to have a Bounty Law lunchbox, you know, growing up and stuff like that. I was very much a a fan of his, and um, <laughs> you know. Uh, Drew and I have sort of talked about redoing some older episodes of a Scrum's Family video. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one of my favorite movies. You know, like, um, I remember... uh, I remember the May Queen coming over and looking in my my living room. I don't know if... You've seen the posters, but I don't know if they were up yet when you guys came over. But uh, in my living room, I've got the... you actually pictures to me i sent the pictures to you yeah yeah uh yeah i've got these uh custom post movie posters of the sergio corbucci films that uh one rick dalton did in italy you know his spaghetti western films uh special ordered special ordered frames you know fucking mountain on my wall with my uh my sign my quentin tarantino signed once upon a time in hollywood poster you know and it's like wow you really like these films huh and i'm just like 
yeah, I paid more for these fucking stupid frames than I did for the posters. Uh, <laughs> and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is genuinely, yeah, one of my favorite movies. And again, it's almost fucking three years ago now that did that review and um, just sort of, you know, so look out for a bonus episode that'll come out soon with myself and, you know, myself and my own Cliff Booth over here, you know. Hell yeah. Uh, reviewing that. And uh, yeah. Pour one out for Rick Dalton. Hey, pour one out. Uh, yeah, this 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 episode might be dedicated to. It might be something. Yeah, fucking J.K. Hill related. Rick Dalton. I don't know yet. Um, but hey, also again, I'm sorry. This I'm just uh, plugging away over here. Uh, last week I was also a guest on the Sesh, hosted by uh, Davey Portman of po- of Poison Rana. We talked about um, this last episode of uh, Succession, which was a uh, it was an intense one indeed. Um, yeah. You know, I it, it was it was like getting wasabi was, in your eyes. Yeah, I was more. Uh, I felt like I was more like on the edge of my seat for that election than I was the actual last election. <laughs> I I I made the joke about um, how one one it was my favorite episode, and I don't know if I said it on there, but I'm gonna say it on here. It's my favorite episode of uh, so far only because there's a, there's a, a reference to the watchman. Um, and yeah. obviously, you know, I, I don't have ever mentioned my love for the watchman. Um, uh, no, I didn't know you, is that the show or the movie? <laughs> the comic book. <laughs> Come on. Oh, okay. Um, one thing I did like about this episode is it kind of brought me back into everything. I'm not going to lie for like the last two or three I felt very like the Night King's dead. Yes. And like, and I was just kind of like, I've, I've been trudging through the last couple episodes where it's like, all right, um, this, this fucking deal is still going, huh? And then this one was very like, it, it felt like it turned it up a little bit with this, uh, with this episode of succession. So I'm, I'm really seeing like, I'm, eager to jump back into t- t- yesterday last night's episode yeah and, well uh, i the one thing that i keep forgetting is that it's all like each episode is one day like yeah this whole season is taking place over like 10 days yeah because i i thought that too when i saw the, the the thing for this our last night's episode where it's uh like the funeral and i'm like what the fuck this has been like a month ago and i was like oh wait this has all been within like a couple days of each other yeah it's uh, I got, yeah, it's just, it's been wild, but I, I I did make the reference where I was just like, no, like it's funny you mentioned, yeah, being like like I'm not a political person whatsoever, you know, I don't give a fuck about politics, and um, one of the one of the things, uh, so again, you know, I was like, oh, there's like that Watchmen reference, you know, in uh, in the show, straight up, an actual Watchmen reference, you know, who watches the Watchmen? I do, motherfucker, uh, or whatever it is that Shiv says, um, yeah. But, um, oh, so I was like, I was like seeing the whole election thing that it's clearly supposed to be reminiscent of an election that happened. I don't know, like a few years back, you know, like, and, um, I was like, oh, I was like, this is, I was like, they referenced two fucking shows because that was very, to me, is very reminiscent of anyone who watched Euphoria. There's an episode of Euphoria in, in this last season where, uh, uh, one of the one of the girls puts on a play about like her sister and her friends and at one point when they're like the play is going on it's about them and they don't know 
And, you know, she goes, hold on. She goes, is this fucking about us? And all I could imagine is one Hillary Clinton at home, you know, ready to watch this week's episode of Succession going, wait a minute, is this fucking about me? Like, is this about us? Like, what's going on here? Um, yeah, so uh, you can head on over to Poison Run and hear myself and Davey talk about that. You can, you know, me and my ludicrously capacious bag, um, you know, cracking a few Gregs, make a Tomlet. Uh, you can hear me talk all about Carl and how a legend of in, how he's a legend in this industry. The things that he did for cable in the '90s—it's so great. All the references that you guys that I make to you, to you listeners, and all all my non-succession watching friends that just don't understand. And I'm like, it's okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I I'm like, there's some people like uh, uh, waiting, Davy Portman and and Drew. They understand, so that's what yeah. really matters. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like, like I said, I'm, I'm very, like, I got back into it. And I'm like, I'm just really like doing the math in my head of like, man, what the fuck is this last couple, these last couple episodes going to be? Like, <laughs> I have no fucking idea. And you know what? And 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 that's what I love. I love like, I always talk about like that's the good the with TV. It's always a good indicator not knowing where things are going to go not to say that like if you know what's going to ha- like sometimes so you know like you brought up the night king uh like game of thrones like that was one of those the shows where it's like yeah no this is what should happen and this is what i want to happen like it, it it's fine for that to sort of line up because of the kind of show it is but you know conversely um like when i watched the leftovers for the first time i had no idea how the fuck, like, what was going to go on and how it was going to go. And to me, like, I have the conversation all the time with, you know, with, like, with friends when talking about TV that's, like, there are very few, very, very few, if any, like, shows that I can think of with a series finale that everyone sort of universally says, like, yeah, that's good. You know, I think about Lost, The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, How I Met Your Mother, like, just everyone always has and to me again from the people that i've talked who have watched the leftovers like that seems to be one of those like yeah no this this is a a a good bow on it and with the people over at succession like they're such good writers that like i think they'll sort of nail it you know like it i i can't imagine maybe i don't know but i I just (laughs) sort of can't imagine that it's like yeah no that fucking sucked i can't believe fucking you know, Tom's Tom Wom's gam fucking came out on top. You know, yeah. which I wouldn't be upset you about that. Fucking Jerry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and and that's the thing now too, where it's like I'm all at the same time. Like Ted Lasso's finishing, Barry's finishing, uh, Dave is still going on, but you know, uh, Succession is also ending. Like I'm, I'm excited to sort of also now start getting into new shows. Like I watched the first episode of that show Severance on Apple TV. Um, very much. I got it. I've heard it's great. I've heard great things. So yeah, I mean, it's because we have such similar tastes. Mm-hmm. You'll very much fucking be like dig it. Like it's one of those. Is I, that the shot movie or show? Uh, or? no. It. I don't. At least I don't think so. It's it's with Adam Scott. Yeah, there's two S TV shows that I think on Apple, and there one is. One is like a Ben Stiller, I think, and then the other the one. The Ben is... Stiller one. Okay, the other one's uh, M Night Shyamalan. What's that one? Uh, the Cabin or some shit like that. No, 
No, no, there's an actual show. It's like two or three seasons in. Oh no, no, no! This one, this one's just one season. This is this is definitely the Ben Stiller one. Um, yeah, no, I I made the stupid decision of watching it, watching one episode, and then immediately wanting to fucking watch everything else. Um, but yeah, no, like it, you know, listen, it's gonna be actually like a good time at least for for me. You know, and as much as like being like a as big of a Marvel fan as I am, because um, there's a bunch, there's there's just this year alone, there's gonna be three uh, different Marvel shows dropping. Like I just I watched like the newest trailer now for for Secret Invasion, the uh, Nick Fury centric show. You know, dealing yeah. with it's very much just looks like an espionage show, and that that's dropping June twenty first, and then um, Loki season two that's fucking coming out October sixth as well, which. I'm interested in because I love that first season of Loki, you know, um, fucking it's still, it's still, it's, it's wild to me how much of a lovable fucking character fucking, uh, Owen Wilson or is, is it? Oh, it's Owen Wilson, right? Yeah. Owen Wilson just became like, you know, and not once did he ever utter, wow, which, you know, he has to <laughs> like that. That's going to be his version of Avengers assemble, you know, him just going, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but also because of uh, when when Cap finally holds uh, Millionaire, like, wow! If everybody's just gonna go fucking crazy, <laughs> um, but the yeah, there's also all, like the Jonathan Major stuff going on, and it's like, uh, you know, th- like they've said by like by the time that that show ends, you know, you'll you'll sort of you'll know everything that's going on with they've made their choice, like they they essentially have until you know the end of October early November to sort of figure out what they're going to do with that. Um, But I was also like reading too, because again, those two shows are pretty strong ones. I'm pretty sure you'll hear me talk frequently about those, but um, Echo, you know, which was a spinoff of um, the Hawkeye, the character of Echo. Apparently that is supposed to be abysmal. Like, so I got excited at first because they announced Echo was dropping. They were dropping all episodes of Echo like at once and i thought that they were also doing that with loki and i was like fuck yes i'm over fucking waiting week to week um but as i was like reading more apparently like kevin feige was like he made them reshoot everything they went from 10 to 8 so i think now six episodes and at one point like they were just gonna do four apparently it was unreleasable and just like dog shit so it's it'll be interesting to see if it's like if it's just people making shit up because i mean it is a very odd spin-off of a character to sort of go with you know like that's that's sort of been my complaint with like i know a lot of people with like the mcu the the mcu you know are very much like too many women and too many colored people and you know more white (laughs) more aryan looking fucking dudes and it's like whoa calm down um but my thing is just like a lot of just side characters. I don't give a shit about, you know, I'm like, in, right. bring in these big players. You just introduced Hercules. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and he's here, he's there. He's every fucking where he's Hercules, you know, yeah. like do, do some more stuff with him. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how, how un unreleasable that really is. And just sort of like, uh, look to see whether again, it's people just, being giant babies or it's like legit yeah man um so i a little bit of an update I, I wanted to wait till you were done but servant is that other show mm. uh and then uh 
you know, before I get, you know, all excited about the Loki 2, the season 2, um, I, I do want to say with all these season finales coming up, man, it would be a good idea if, like, maybe not this week, but maybe next week, people do, uh, if there were only a podcast out there that would that would tackle all the best series finales. Man. If only. If only there was such a podcast daring enough to talk about what the best series finales were. You know, I if you find one like that, let me know because that's definitely something, well, you know. I'll do some research this week and see if I can find one that and then I'll let you know. Next <laughs> next week I would have a definitive answer on when if if or when a podcast would ever do that. So you know that so yeah, that would definitely be a uh, fun sort of topic to tackle. Yeah, but yeah, um, and yeah, leftovers would definitely be really high on there. Um, the yeah, man, Loki, like that was that was one that again, like you know, what was such the you know we've talked about it a lot where it was the sigh of relief with these Disney Plus shows where it was like, cool, it's not just you know. Uh, algorithmic fucking comic book movies that we've been seeing. Uh, like it was, you know, we really got to get in deep with some of these fucking characters and everything. And like on this week's episode of the draft podcast, James actually talks about his feelings. He even makes a, he makes the comment of after seeing guardians three that he's like, if you never watch any other fucking Marvel movie and you just watch these three, that's all you need. And I was like, yeah, man, like it really is probably like if you go with uh, trilogies, it might be up there. See, I a second. I, James is actually here. You're fine. I'm, I'm, I'll ramble on uh, for a bit. Um, yeah, no, I, I've talked about it specifically with the Guardians movies. It's it's one of these franchises where I love the first one. I, I've talked at nauseum about how like um, my feelings towards the first one is essentially how. I imagine most people felt the first time they watched Star Wars. Like, uh, I was not, I was not really aware of, of, of this property or who the characters were and stuff like that. And I was very much like, Oh, I, I want to see Dr. Strange and I want to see the fantastic four and all these other fucking people. Um, because mm -hmm. I was just not patient and, um, Again, I love that first one. I don't. I don't. I, just, I don't really care for the second one. Like the uh, yeah. the the Ravagers scene. The funeral. Ravagers funeral is the one that always gets me to cry when fucking Sean Gunn is just, you know, um, I'm getting I'm getting fucking goosebumps yeah. talking about it. Um, but even then, they kind of like they did with was Endgame, like retconned it to where it's like now with this Rocket story, like there's some shit in there that like makes it more important so it's like yeah it does elevate it a little a little bit so i would like to walk like i think once it hit D disney plus like i'm gonna do like just like all right this is gonna be my saturday plan it's just boom 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 and See, i'm just gonna have a box of kleenexes ready happy tissues or sad tissues oh, i mean both <laughs> um, i just can't make them up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think when, when I did, when I did the guardians review, uh, with, with, uh, with the lovely gentleman over at post, um, shout out Neil Flanagan. Um, I, like I talked about where it's like, 
when it comes to these trilogies, I definitely think the I think Captain America, Spider Man, and Guardians is how I would rank like those three, only because like post post Endgame, I'm able to appreciate the first Avenger more. Um, yeah. Winter Soldier is just fucking Winter Soldier. It's fucking awesome. And to me, I yeah. like Civil War. I fucking I love it. It Civil War is my favorite Avengers movie. You know, like it is just so good. Like, um, plus it has the fucking yeah. the blue cart in there. That is fucking hard. Like, you, you know, you, I guess I didn't really put the three together, but like, yeah, like that Captain America, like that, that's a hard trilogy to beat. Yeah. And honestly, that fucking, that's a draft right there of trilogies of, I think we said that before where it's like, who's got the fucking best. See, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, uh, to politically, you know, make make myself the definitive golden eagle and just and, and appear on as many of them as possible. Uh, I know, I know, Wes will, uh, I know what Wes will say. You know, the uh, one through three Star Wars. Yeah. See, I thought. Well, I know he would have said like the 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 Texas Chainsaw ones, the newer ones, but oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I don't think there's definitively like three that are three. all within the same universe. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, some of us just really love that franchise. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, what do you call it? Uh, hey, speaking of of, of fucking uh, movies, though, I don't know if you saw the the picture that was floating around or not. Be- only because they've been talking about this for fucking ever. But Beetlejuice mm-hmm. two, it is a it's, a, it's happening. It is apparently happening, yeah. and there was a picture of uh, old Lydia Dietz at at the at the ripe age of fifty, still dressed up the way we we yeah. saw her the last time. You know, there was a picture of Winona Ryder heading to set or on set, something like that, still sort of in the same Lydia Dietz costume and, and hairstyle and stuff like that. And uh, I'm excited. Like I I love that fucking Beetlejuice movie. I believe I believe I did. 1986. Yeah, and like again, it holds up. Like it's one of those movies that like it very much fucking holds up. Um, and so yeah. yeah, I guess everybody. I mean, all the key players are still alive. So yeah, like the whole family. I. The only thing I'm not sure of is that kind of chubby guy that comes to the dinner party. <laughs> or so. I believe his name is in the show. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But, well, like, I also don't think it, like, I mean, you think about it. You have, um, uh, Alec, I, mean, I don't, I, I don't think they're breaking an Alec Baldwin. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, what's her name? Gina Gershon. I mean, she'll probably come in, you know, no, Gina, da- Gina Davis. I'm sorry. Gina Davis. You know, she'd probably yeah. pop in, um, Lydia's parents, uh, at least her mom, <laughs> You know, because I yeah. know the uh, I know her the the actor who plays her father uh, wound up being a not very good person. Uh, yeah. You know, he uh, he saw Donnie Darko and 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 then saw uh, Patrick Swayze's <laughs> role in that and said, "Hold my beer." It is you. Look it up. Um, he was not. But he was weirdly enough still in the Deadwood movie. So, <laughs> hey, yeah, funnier. You know, funnier things have happened within within all Hollywood. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. Again, I'll watch Beetlejuice too. Like, it's one of those. It, has it been too long for a sequel? 
Probably, but does that fucking mean I'm not going to watch it? Absolutely. No, I'm I'm 100% going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, and fucking shit. I mean, Michael Keaton, we know, is still fucking great. Like, he's had this little resurgence. And um, I mean, that, that was a dude, like, completely undervalued with comedies, too. Like, mm-hmm. some of his, his shit is just so, like, his comedic timing's perfect. Um, I remember there was a movie where it was, like, I think it was called like Johnny dangerously where it was like make kind of making fun of like the old, like uh, James Cagney kind of old mafia movies. Mm-hmm. And dude, it was such a fucking funny movie. I, I, I mean, it was, I'm sure from the early eighties, I just remember seeing it on cable one time and I was like, what is this? This is hilarious. There's like a part where they're getting chased by the cops and they're like, Oh, you know, he's, he's going down the road and he's in a uh, green sedan. And then they like, He's going like out the window and like pulling the things off, and he's like, he ch- it's almost like wallpapering the car, and he's like, and now he's in a red sedan. <laughs> like, so they keep doing it. It's like, and now it's a black and white striped sedan. Uh, but yeah, man, he just uh, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited for him to get back into that realm. And weirdly enough, like uh, I think I just talked about it on the draft, but like there's the scene from the Bob Saget like memorials mm-hmm. thing. Michael Keaton sends a video in and he's like, he treats it like it's a cameo for a birthday. He's like, hey, I just want to say happy birthday. Uh, Yeah, just, you know, uh, good see you. You know, have have a good day, Bob. Uh, You know, I miss you, buddy. And what, what, what? what? Oh, it's it's not a birth. It's not a birthday. Like, it's it's just so good. Like, uh, like, yeah, man, like this guy needs to fucking be used more for sure. Well, was it was it the other guys? Where he was that he was in, yeah. Where he he just keeps quoting, uh, uh, "Don't go chasing DLT. waterfalls," yeah. And they're just like, "What?" He's like, "What are you guys talking about?" Like, it's just a fun bit that, like, the first time, I, it, like, it took me a while the first time that I saw it to to get what was going on, um, yeah. With that, but um, yeah, like I'm so. I know he's in this next upcoming Flash movie, and. <sighs> I don't have ever talked about my feelings about the DCEU, you know, um, yeah. like, how do you, <laughs> I know someone from, from post wrestling was like, why are you so mean? They like, got, they like, uh, tweeted at me. They're like, why are you so mean DCU? But I'm just like, ah. uh, I know. I think I know who it is. It's that guy who hates Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm like, listen, we both hate Roman Reigns, but I also hate the DC. And I guess it's, it's one of those, um, like what you like, you know, I, unfortunately, I just, I don't like those movies be only because, um, you know, fool me, you know, if, if they're going to shenan once they're going to shenan again and, uh, right. a hooler's going to hool again. And that's very much what Warner brothers has been doing. You know, I, I love James Gunn. I, I think James Gunn and Peter Safran will try their darndest. I think ultimately they're going to fail and it's not because of any of their own doing. It's because Warner Brothers has no idea what the fuck they're doing. You know, like it's yeah. it's just one of those things. And like I and I keep seeing like everyone's like, oh, this Flash movie is supposed to be really good and stuff like that. And I okay, so I will say like some of the other stuff that people had talked about, like like for the most part, like Black Adam, I feel like got some good good press beforehand and stuff and. Mm-hmm just like okay like i still was like eh, i'm not really 
I'm actually kind of interested in the Flash. <sighs> I mean, it, the the trailer gives me enough that I'm going to be like, I think I'll see that in the theater. See, I and I, it's one of those things. If you fucking burn me on the one I'm interested in, good luck in the future, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I've been, I've been burned to plenty. But like no, like yeah. there's one thing where it's like, listen, there is a uh, there's a superhero based multiverse movie coming out in June that I will definitely uh, be there for, and it's you know <laughs> across the Spider Verse, you know, like yeah. uh, I'm definitely gonna be there for that. Yeah. With this one, I don't know. It it, it might take uh, it might take some convincing for the May Queen to have her go watch this fucking Flash movie. <laughs> but I'm also just like again, not like just not that interested because it's one of those like. If you're gonna re- if you're gonna reboot the fucking universe, then do a hard reboot. Like, and it should yeah. be this movie. You know, like again, it's just and I, I again I look at this movie and I see just how much they failed, in the sense that <sighs> this should have been their Spider Man No Way Home. This should have this should have been the movie where you got fucking Bale, Kilmer, Clooney, like get all these motherfuckers to come back, even if it's just for fucking small cameos. But they didn't because they don't have their ducks in a row. And this this movie was announced, Drew, like in 2014. It was like 2013, 2014. They've been trying to make this movie for 10 years. This movie yeah. was announced uh, after the Flash TV show. And the Flash TV show has since then wrapped up. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's taken <laughs> so long. And I don't know. Like, again, I maybe i'll go watch it but i am very much more excited about like that into that that across the spider-verse film because um like to me that's the fucking perfect comic book movie right there like that first into the spider-verse one like it's uh you know it's an animated feature but like animated is you know animated features are are uh legit art There's, there's a legit art form and stuff like that um so yeah i don't know Maybe maybe I'll give you a review of the Flash. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is, honestly, there's been the the thing is, and that and that's mainly like for the most part, they haven't like DC hasn't even won me over on a trailer. They did with Wonder Woman, and I went and saw it, and I enjoyed the first one. Um, they did it with actually, that's probably about it outside of. The, the Nolan trilogy. Um, Cause everything else, I just, even the trailer I, I watch and I'm just like, eh, not there for me. Not enough to get the, the Batman, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the Pattinson one. Uh, like that one got, I mean, that made me want to go watch for sure. Um, and that's about it. Like everything else, even stuff that people were like, highly talking about like the Joker? Like I watched it, but I, I didn't go to the theater. I'm like, eh, I it, I just don't it it didn't look that appealing to me to like want to go watch. So like but this one actually the trailer looks good enough to actually get me out of my seat. See the last DC trailer that got me really high so I and I'll say I say it all the time the um the the Suicide Squad trailer for the OG one with Ballroom Blitz sells you on a on a movie that looks like it's so much fun it's it's so like fucking balls to the wall it's gonna be great and then you go watch it and you're just like huh <laughs> all right that's what we sort of got uh and you know i admittedly i, I have like I, I did like the james gunn suicide squad i liked i liked the joker um i liked 
uh, you know, the Rob Pattinson Batman. But Suicide Squad is good, like, and um, but I that was one where I, I don't think if it were if it weren't just directly to HBO Max, I don't know if I would have watched it or you know mm-hmm. went to the theater. Um, and yeah, I mean, I did like I I liked the Snyder Cut, and I liked. Uh, um, what was you just? What was the other one you just mentioned? Joker. Okay, so mm-hmm. I like. I ended up liking Joker, but it wasn't enough to like, like, get me to the theater. You know what I'm saying? No, I get that. Like, I mean, this. I yeah, I love the Snyder Cut. It was one of those where I was like, yeah, restore the Snyderverse. You know? Yeah. I was one. I was one of those people. Me and Wes, we were both like restore the Snyderverse. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you know, I just I do, I love the Peacemaker. Love the Peacemaker, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, which, hey, sort of speaking about Peacemaker, you know, uh, I wanted to talk some video game. Video games. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw, they're, they're rebooting Mortal Kombat. So, yes. Um, uh, my brother just texted me yesterday. He was like, have you seen the new Mortal Kombat? And I said, no. And he's like, they're basically Mortal, it's basically Mortal Kombat 1. So I went and checked it out. And I was like, fucking A. Yeah, that I mean, that is that is straight up what they're calling it, Mortal Kombat One, um, and it looks awesome. Like I'm, I'm not big into video games just in general. Like I've I've, I've played Mortal Kombat, of course. You know, I've, yeah. I've watched the movies. Um, I think that first one holds up really good. Uh, the other ones are what they are, um, but yeah, I saw like the trailer for it. I was going to say, I think the best thing was that little, uh, those little, like, fan fucking movies they made. Did you ever see those? No. I Listen, I, the, the best part of that to me is the, is the fucking intro playing over the New Line Cinema logo. You know, you see that, like, there was, like, a tweet forever ago that was, like, you know, when you see, like, when you see the New Line Cinema logo, what movie do you think of immediately? And I'm, like, fucking Mortal oh, Kombat. Uh which again, great fucking song. Definitely, it's gonna def- definitely gonna play on the Scrump and Juice music box. Um, Hell yeah! All I've been doing since been re- re- all I've been doing since um, we recorded is just thinking about different categories. <laughs> well, stay tuned, folks. Stay um, tuned. Yeah, I mean, I I fucking love Mortal Kombat. Um, so much so, I mean, I have Scorpion tattooed on me. So, um, I think it's gonna be great. I do remember there was a one of their. I'm gonna say it was a PlayStation 2 game. It was when they started doing kind of walkthroughs and you know, it was more like world like creating worlds instead of in, um instead of just like just regular fighting. They you still like broke into fighting games, but then there was like story mode too. And it was uh, I wanna say I don't know if it, I think it might have been Shaolin Knights, but one of them it was it was story mode, but it, it all took place the time in between one and two. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to like, um, you know, see like, you know, after the first Mortal Kombat and then like how, you know, all these extra fighters came in and everything like that. And then, like I said, you, as you like went through the story, you would break into like, you know, the whole round one fight kind of the standard, but it was a story with it, which was, which actually made it kind of cool. And you'd go through and, you know, much like fucking God of War or any of those other games, you fucking break open crates for coins and all that bullshit. So See, I'm I'm excited for this one. Like, I might 
I might buy the game, honestly, specifically because I saw some of the DLC, which I, I don't know if you're if uh, if you're familiar with the who they got in the DLC. It includes uh, there's there's very clearly a theme in that you got uh, Spawn, Peacemaker, Homelander, and Omni Man from Invincible. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, just to fucking have a Mortal Kombat style game where you can make Homelander and Omni Man fight. Nether Realm Studios, yeah, I already got my money, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, and funny enough, the the original uh, the original studio where they made the game is literally five ten minutes from here. Oh. Yeah, uh, uh, I used to know a graffiti artist and his best friend who, when they were uh, kids, they would go do graffiti on the buildings that were there because they were hidden behind a bunch of trees, and they didn't realize until after they took down the trees to build a dog. Or like a a, a vet, like a, a pet hospital that uh that's where the mid game midway uh, studios were. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a guy I knew, and and you know, in his younger yeah. days before he got arrested for graffiti and then stopped. Yeah, uh, he was probably Filipino. Yeah, he he was actually. Um, it was all just a game to him, but um. It's speaking about fucking now listen we talked about video games now i'm gonna fucking talk about some board games because uh yeah dude like I, I was telling i was bragging about it to you like um i went to this i went to this place yesterday so if you're if anyone's in uh chicago or visiting chicago um i know uh you know uh old steve old steve fees he was actually telling me he's gonna be in chicago um um pretty soon what's up <laughs> end of june end of june he's coming to uh yeah end of june he's coming to chicago uh actually august yeah he's gonna be here in august so we're gonna hang out um so maybe i'll take him there but there's this place in chicago it's called snakes and lattes and uh they've got neither they have they don't i don't believe they offer coffee or uh any sort of uh cold-blooded animals but um (laughs) it's this pretty fucking cool uh board game bar and restaurant you know like yeah. uh date it was, it was date night for you know for the make queen and i and uh we came here and like it's like i told you like it's so fucking trippy like i walked in and like i posted a, like a video on my story like just aesthetically like it it legitimately look it, it reminded me almost of like jumanji where you just like were transported to a fucking a whole nother world and there's sort of various parts of the place that was like themed and you know, yeah. and the basic gist of it is, you know, you, you sit down, you can order food, you can you can order very expensive soda, a cup full of ice, and a a, a, a smidge yeah. of soda. Um, but yeah, you know, you do that, and then you go walk into this giant bank vault, like a, a legit fucking bank vault, and um, you can pick various video games. Now, of course, because it was only two of us, um, there was board game. board game, yeah, because there was only two of us, there was there wasn't that many games that we could um yeah. you know play but it was it was still like super fun and it's one of those like or no it was oh, fuck what a did fellow we... mastermind um no it was yeah. one was called spot on it was one was called spot on it was like yeah. uh the what guess who yeah no i mean they had like some of those but it was also one of those like let's try out new games you know like there was like a simpsons trivia one that we could have done that you know 
but it was like no no was like, let's, let's try out some new ones um one and, and actually one made me think of a friend of the show you know the the cheese because it was a trivia one and uh there was two sort of trivia ones that we played um one that i was very good at and one that neither of us were very good at that at, at one point we were like yeah we should probably just call it a night huh uh <laughs> but uh yeah dude like again it's one and, it, and it's one of those like i i very much appreciate the like almost sort of like resurgence of like arcades and like board game places like this because like i mean i don't know it and it might be the same with you you know but it's like a lot of actual like video games like i'd rather play a crazy taxi or a fucking mortal Kombat or or smash brothers instead of like fucking uh Oh, what's the one that all the kids are playing? Oh, it made me sound like a, such a fucking cyberpunk. I don't even think they're playing that. Like the oh man, not Overwatch. People were playing Overwatch, yeah, Fortnite, Fortnite. Yeah, like things like that where it's just like I don't know. Like that doesn't. Kids, kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like if you well, know kids it, in bed. Yeah, you know, uh, but it's like one of those things. Like, if you guys were all coming to like visit and stuff like that, like I'd much rather sort of go to some place like that because there's also again, and it might it might be everywhere, and I'm just fucking now seeing it. But there's also been a resurgence, at least from I from what I've seen of um, speakeasies that have oh, okay. like been popping up in Chicago. Like, I don't know, if that's a thing down by you. I mean, I know it's Florida and they have no laws, really. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't know how closely they followed prohibition. I mentioned mean, Deadwood. It's a lot like that. Like, <laughs> just walking around. Um, yeah. Just throw their some shit buckets into the thoroughfare and be on your way, you know? I, I believe <laughs> that. You know, I've, uh, I've got, I've got a, you know, uh, access to, information and, and see see what's going on in the old sunshine state and i'm just like well i hope drew is doing a lot of times i see things i'm like well i'm glad drew's not running with this crowd number one but i you know i i hope he's doing well um no i'm uh i'm i'm excited about this place because that's like well you kind of saw when we were there for uh all out where you know that was you know getting together and just like playing board or uh you know playing that card game skibbo but some of my best memories from like my early 20s was hanging out with wes and ashley like her friend alicia and like whatever other random people would like pop by and we would just hang out drink and fucking play board games all night like we we would fucking play shit for like hours at on end and just you know just getting fucking drunk and playing that shit so like it those were always good times Dude, I mean, that's literally what, like, because, um, I mean, of course, I know of this place because she goes there with all her friends and stuff like that, and or she's gone there with her friends, but, like, I, you know, I like, I've mentioned before, like, when I was younger, that's what, like, my friends and I would do. We would go, um, we would go to our friend's house to play uh, Cards Against Humanity, and I wasn't allowed to have food or drink with me because I would spit it all out, and it happened almost a few times yesterday. Like, <laughs> these, I, the it was not it was not the smartest idea for me to have food knowing knowing that i was gonna have a fucking giggle fit like the you know like the child that i am um but 
um, like, yeah, I don't know. To me, that's just sort of fun. Yeah, like we mentioned, like when you were here, like, you know, we were playing our game. It was just, you know, there's there's a lotte in the kitchen and just that fucking game. Like, it was just, I don't know. I don't know. Are we just, are we old men just fucking talking about the good old days now? I mean, yeah, but it's also like, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. It's, you know, it's like suiting up, right? It never goes out of fashion. Like playing board games really never fucking goes out of fashion. Like it, it's one of those things that's going to be timeless for for everybody because I feel like everybody will have a memory of that. I remember like that was that was always like a goal of mine because I remember friends of like, you know, friends of our family. I remember they had like a board game closet and like that's always been like the dream to me is like having fucking, a closet. Yeah. I'm just fucking board games. Like, like I have, I have that shelf over there is just loaded with fucking board games. Cause it's like, I love that shit, man. Like, I think it's so like for somebody to just come over and be like, what can we play? Like that, that's what I want to do. And like, you know, like I said, that, that, that like a big thing for my family was always new year's Eve. Like we would sit around and play cards or, you know, play some sort of game like that's that's how we always, you know, brought in the new year together. So like that shit's fun to me. See the like my family never really played. We didn't have game night or anything like that. Our tra- our tradition was uh, we'd pick on my little brother until my mom would get mad. Me, my sister, and my dad would pick on my little brother until my mom would get mad. Then we would pick on my mom. You know, like yeah. those those are our traditions. And now with my nephews, it's evolved to you know we pick yeah. on my nephew and then fucking we pick on my mom for getting mad because you know we all gang up on her now my brother included um yeah. but and my uncle too and it's there it's the best but uh occasionally like on holidays there's this like mexican card game called loteria that like we play and it's like that's sort of just like the only thing no like the closest thing to that but no i i i get you because it's very much um very much sort of the same thing with me where like I have, I'm a big monopoly guy and I have like so many different versions of monopoly, but no one to play with. Like, (laughs) like when I was younger and I made a shirt, I made a fucking shirt that was like, um, it was in the, do you remember the old King of strong style Shinsuke Nakamura shirt? I made a shirt in that style. except it said King of monopoly. And then on the back, it would said defeated and then had all my friends' names listed on the fucking back. Like I was such a bitch. Dude. Like I fucking wore that and like they would hate it because I would always fucking win. Um, you know, it was that's why I think I could take over for Waystar Royco. Because I've played enough Monopoly. Um a hundred percent. Um me and Carl would fucking revolutionize Waystar Royco like he did to Cable in the nineties. Um but yeah, no, that, that's something that I've wanted to do. You know, something that I've wanted to do forever, literally for like seven years now, me and Matt Nix, friend of the show, I've been talking about, so when we first, when he and I moved in together, uh, at one point we were living with each other next door to the shop. He was like, oh, look, I have my Nintendo 64 and all my games. And I was like, dude, we should host a Pokemon Stadium fucking tournament because Pokemon Stadium was such a fun game on the Nintendo 64 that like still holds up. It's like still a very fun fucking game. Um, and for yeah. seven years now, we've been <laughs> we've been saying we're gonna do it, uh, and we haven't. So I don't know. Maybe maybe once I figure out streaming, 
how to stream we can sort of yeah. do that because um that would be fun you, like it'd be fun to do like a a Patreon game of, you know, like people fucking, you know, people do like the D&D games. Like, what if we just did a, a season of just like mon- of a game of Monopoly or like Risk, like those ones that just take a long time. Although Monopoly, like they say, because I, I have your there was a documentary on, on Monopoly, like on Netflix, like, probably like 10 years ago. And because they were talking on there, like about how like everybody's, oh, it takes forever. And they're like, tournament style does not take forever because people make up their own rules with like free parking, you know, where you like get the pot and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, that's the stuff that extends the game. Like if you play monopoly, like as the rules are, it's not that long of a fucking game, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I love it that way. Like I, I think it's great. Or, you know, like just the bargaining of like that last, like little bit, like, all right. Here's what I'll let you do. I'll let you slide on this rent, but you got to give me this and this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like, it's just slowly just like, Oh <laughs> yeah. It's like that. That's the thing too, where once pe like once you start getting, everyone has different fucking rules and it's just like <laughs> explaining the fucking rules like that. That was the one job. Um, uh, that like the the game keeper i don't know what his official title was um uh that he was like talking about he's like yeah he's like you know um uh sometimes i have to explain the he's like sometimes i have to explain the rules to you know uh tables full of people he goes and sometimes some of them are drunk um and he was a game somalia he was the game sommelier yeah that's what he was the game sommelier and um yeah like he's like i have to explain all this to people he goes and they're fucking drunk he goes and i finish and then i'm like all right everyone everyone good he goes and i'll have two or three of them just look at me and go huh and that's when he's just like all right well your friends can explain to you and i'm like oh yeah like at that point absolutely not like if it was uh, like families and you know like young kids sure maybe that's like manageable but no yeah once you fucking once you get into like full-grown drunk adults and having to explain the intricacy of like some fucking video game absolutely not no fucking way um it doesn't make sense much like fucking uh you know this uh tournament for the wwe raw heavyweight championship of course we we now know the the finals you know you got uh aj smackdown's aj styles Mm. fighting Raw's Seth Rollins for the Raw exclusive world heavyweight title. Yeah. Um, which should be a fun match. Those two have had, you know, fun matches before in the past. Like, I, I know they're specifically, like, there's a really good match that I think it was at, like, Money in the Bank a few years back where AJ Styles counters, like, a fucking powerbomb or something into the Styles Clash. One of my favorite things to do every now and then is just watch AJ Styles countering other wrestling moves into the Styles Clash. You know? Like, it's it's always just so much fun seeing that. Um, and it's such a, like, it's such a fucking cool move and, you know, one exclusive to him and, like, you know, it's it's very unique to him. So, like, seeing him get it, yeah, like, do, doing it come from all these different angles. Because it seems like it's like, there's only one way to do this. Mm-hmm. And boy, is it not only one way to do this. 
Yeah. Don't tuck your chin. Just don't, don't tuck, tuck your don't, chin. Don't, don't, yeah, don't tuck your chin. Um, <laughs> and hey, and speaking about Seth, <laughs> I thought you said, I, I thought you said, no, you said, don't tuck your chin. I thought you said something about chickens, which one <laughs> very, so really quick on the video games, there's one video game where it was like different, it was different categories of things. Um, and it was like different icons. So it was like one of them is like uh, famous people, like TV or movie series, cities. And like you'd pick a card. Like it was each one had a different color and everything was different. So it's like if it was a blue city icon, you know, you flip the card over and you look and the letter is T. So you'd have to name a city with the letter T. Um, one logo was a chicken. And it was just for animals in general, but for whatever reason, I was like, "Do we have to name like chicken establishments?" I was like, "Cause really, it's like there's only so many." And I was like, I was so confused. I was like, "This is a very specific bucket, like, you know, it's not KFC, Popeyes, Wingstop, Buffalo Wild Wings, like Church's Chicken, yeah. like there's only so many." Um, but nah, I just thought about that right now because I you said tuck your chin in, and I was like, "Chicken." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I may also be a little bit hungry, uh, but. Uh, yeah, no, Seth Rollins. I, I completely forgot to talk about it uh, earlier when we were talking about Marvel. He's uh he's in he's in Captain America, the next and the New World Order. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna uh, be a uh, gonna be what some what somebody said he he's the next GSP. Yeah, uh, apparently he's part of. They have the the uh, like a the Serpent Society. I think is what they're called. Like I don't know. It's like a captain america villains or whatever um so he might be part of that because they were like it was him and like someone else and they were both in these like weird funky costumes so it'll probably be something like that but i think it's cool you know like yeah. um because yeah because like i've seen the guy act and he <laughs> he can't mm-hmm. act so he's, he's probably just gonna be you know something more you know like that um and hey anything that can make wrestling more mainstream you know it's i'm i'm always here for it. it's uh you know that that should always be fun. Um, someone, someone that might have to get into movies now, though, you know, within WWE, um, because they're not being used as a old old rotunda, you know, old old Bray yeah. Wyatt. Uh, you know, it was, it was the thing that came out that like I guess internally he's not listed on any brand in the talent sheets. He's just sort of sort of floating and home collecting a paycheck right now. Yeah, I wonder if this was, uh, you know, this was the case of, like, a Vince thing. I don't know. I mean, notoriously, there was someone in charge of it before who, who, who didn't like him. There were there was one person who, you know, hired a a, a Marvel writer and had uh, the the RF not not RFID the the. the the codes, QR to, code. the QR codes, and all the all of the above, and one of them did not did not do that since he's been back. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. You know, again, best best of luck to the fucking guy. I hope I hope he can just catch a break because it it, yeah. it very much feels like we won't be seeing him around for a while. Yeah, and it, you know, I. I think if if they do ever like it just needs to be like not like he just needs to come in and be fucking like kind of a kick ass kind of guy. You know what I mean? Just like get to the spooky stuff eventually, but like if you're gonna bring him back at this point, like 
He just needs to come in, wrestle all the time, beat the fuck out of people, and you know, build build that way. Just be the be scary, like make him like a fucking Brock Lesnar type. You know what I mean? Um, and just I mean, treat him the same way of like like that's why he's scary. But then also like there is you know if then start with the hocus pocus stuff because you can't start there the next time. Like it's Again, it's the DC thing, right? It's like, I've been burned too many times. You just got to come out of the gate firing. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, spooky cult leader doesn't work. We've tried it 37 times now. You know, insanity is, you know, fucking doing the same thing and expecting a different result or, you know, or or, or whatever whatever that turn of phrase is. It's just like, yeah, I just, you know, I'm like, oh, sweetie. (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's it's not gonna work, you know, um. But yeah, I you know I mean hey, it's it it just sort of it is what it is. Um, over across the street though, uh, you know, uh, you had uh you had Hangman Page come back, you know, sporting a pretty cool eye patch. Uh, very few people, you know, I, I, like that can make an eye patch look cool, you know, and uh, he came back. You know, it's official now. BCC versus the Elite. Uh, anarchy in the anarchy in the arena. Um, I gotta say, I'm not too excited for this year's double or nothing. Um, very happy that I don't have to be in Vegas for yeah. for the week like I have in years past. Um, but yeah, no, the, like that match in particular. Again, I I talk about it frequently. Like one of my favorite live experiences for wrestling was that initial. Um, anarchy in the arena match you know I think about how like it was just fuck like we did not know what was going like it was just one of those like you're just sort of looking around everything is happening you have wild yeah. thing just playing over and over and like you know the crowd it's just everyone's going insane for it um, and so hopefully they're able to capture that sort of magic again you know mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm, I'm at least excited for that you know like again I We'll watch the rest of the card, but uh, to me, that you know, that that that's my main event. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I think I think it'll be good. I, I think it's one. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's it's going to be an under promise over deliver. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, especially like that the four way. You know, I think a lot of people are like, eh, you know, on it, but those four are fucking talented as hell, and it's going to be. A great fucking match and like i don't I, this is one of those ones where it's almost like don't buy the trailer <laughs> go see the movie anyway <laughs> see my my only question is so and i saw someone post a thread about it how it's like every double or nothing there's been a debut mm-hmm. um or like a return um well that's every aew pay-per-view right <laughs> Kind of, but like I guess double or nothing specifically. Um, okay. Now there's there's a there's a, they also announced this week. You know there there's a new show coming in Collision Saturday nights. Um, mm-hmm. And there's one superstar in particular who's allegedly the face of that brand. You know. Yeah. Do we see him? Do we see CM Punk come out at the end to sort of uh, you know? Uh, get back to this MJF feud or does he sort of just move on because 
those the, the MJF CM Punk feud was fucking awesome. Like that to me was like, you know, it was good shit, pal. You know, from yeah. you know, from their first few matches to you know, like the the what was it, the dog collar match that they had with the fucking Ring of Honor callback and stuff and um obviously they were that's where they were you know they were going for for their third match uh at the end of all out and i forget what happened you know after that that didn't they didn't lead to the you know to to the the third in the series and stuff like that but um i'm sort of interested because oh he got oh punk got hurt oh yeah that's what it was he got hurt and so yes it wasn't that that's why he hasn't been around um yeah but again, it'll it'll to me at least it, it'll be interesting to see what they do specifically because I like me personally, I, you know the the guy with the CM Punk fucking tattoo on his on his forearm, like um I don't necessarily care to see CM Punk uh, in the title picture, you know, like it's sort of to me one of the one of those things where I'd rather. I'd rather just see him do other stuff at least for now, like. You can you can yeah. get to MJF versus CM Punk as you should. That's definitely something you should build to. But at least to me, right now, um, the the elephant in the room is CM Punk versus the Elite, and I would hope that everyone can come together and and work something out. Because I think you know if like. Hey, if if you they got all in in the UK and allegedly all out the next week, and if it's here in Chicago, the Elite versus uh, CM Punk and FTR would be quite of it would be quite a match. I can I, I I imagine they would be able to sell out any venue by just advertising <laughs> the main event being, you know, Kenny Omega and the Bucks versus CM Punk and FTR. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, if, 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 and when he does show back up, what's up? Or will they be brand exclusive and never touch? Yeah. I don't know. You know, like it's where, where do you sort of see, see MJF going after, like after all of this? Cause like if, if punk, if punk does show back up, is that something you want to see or? Um, I don't know. I think again, it's almost that, that Bray Wyatt thing where it's like, I don't think I want to see it right now. Like it just, you know, it's been like, it's been good, but it's been so stop and start where I don't know if you, if you really, if I really want to, um, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know who else would be like MJF's next, you know, big, big thing. I know I saw something that I guess allegedly it was supposed to be um, Britt Baker. Like there was like a, there was the backstage segment this week where MJF just smacked like the 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 microphone oh, out of Renee. Yeah. Um, I guess it was supposed to be like Britt Baker cutting some sort of promo about like uh, alluding to Adam Cole coming for the belt next, which I'm all for. Like I. Yeah. I've admittedly not been the biggest fan of uh, this this Jericho feud, this Jericho Adam yeah. Cole feud, as it just it seems very weird that like these two generational talents, <laughs> like they're finally feuding, and 
this has just sort of been the feud. I don't know. I feel, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like a very weird misstep. Um, yeah. No, I get that. Um, it's, yeah, it's not like, it's not, it does, it's not getting you on the hook like it should. You, you, you'd see it on paper, like, yeah. And you watch it and you're like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. much, you know. Uh, but yeah, that would be cool in Adam Cole. But yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I think it really is going to depend too. Like I said, if, if this is going to be a very much, you know, like, you know, Tony's famous for being like, all right, so we're going to do everything that WWE did, but we're going to do it the right way. So we are going to separate people and never let them touch unless it is like some, you know, it's not going to be your, you're not going to have the fucking dynamite champion going for the fucking collision championship. You know what I mean? Or a, a contender from Dynamite going for the Collision Championship. God, I hope there's not a second chance. Collision hope, exclusive. <laughs> I hope it. I hope it's just the world champ floating between both shows. I. Ugh. Yeah, I think so too. I think that that's the best way to go. Yeah. Um, kind of go on whoever's hot at the moment and bounce back and forth. Yeah, I very. I the only person, yeah, maybe the champ, like any champion, are the only people who can fucking bounce around. Yeah, I very much do not want to very much do not want to see two world champions because yeah. it's just it's a little too much, you know. I mean, I think what what could work is your world champion that bounces and then your TBS no wait, TNT champion mm-hmm. and your all Atlantic or no international, like maybe those become exclusive. Yeah, I mean uh collision's so like, going to be TNT exclusive. Yes, so. you could put that there. Um, yeah, and maybe I yeah, put the trios belt on one show. Yeah, and then the tag on the other. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Or I mean, let the tag will, will go back and forth too. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I just as, as long as you're not introducing new belts, I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly okay with you know with with sort of that. There is kind of a shortage of belts in. AEW right now, so maybe it's not the, the worst idea. In wrestling in general, which, hey, uh, New Japan Strong is introducing their uh, women's title tonight, I believe. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> more belts. Uh, yeah. You know, more. we need more of them. Just like we need some more patrons of the show. If you you know, if you want to become one of the wonderful patrons of the show, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash PWT. Yes, of course, the, uh, it, you know, it's the, yeah. the link is... Go, the only chance you get to hear that pilot episode. Uh, well, you at least get to hear it early because I, I will be dropping the pilot episode on the regular feed. But there's again over about hundred movie reviews. Um, I think we should we should record a new one, Scrump. I, I actually I do think I, I do think we should record a new one. Um, mm-hmm. Which is probably something we should talk about off air. But yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I mean, we can. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to sell the patron. Like, if you want to hear this exclusive episode. Yeah, all right. Hey, you know what? Fuck it then. Yeah. Um me and Drew will be recording, yeah, a a, a brand new ex uh, a, a, you know, a, a new one, a non-Patreon exclusive version of the show. So if you want to hear that specific one, you know, you, you can you can head over to, to patreon.com uh forward slash PWT cast, yeah. sign up, uh, and you can hear that specific pilot. You know, it's yeah. it'll it, it's which now I wish I wouldn't have had edited so much. <laughs> If I knew I was just going to live there forever, but it's fine. It's fine. Nonetheless. Um, yeah. And then we'll record a new one to go up this Wednesday. 
Uh, yeah. Ooh, Wednesday? For Wednesday. For Wednesday. If that, listen, we will, we will. Yeah. We'll somehow figure this out. We will figure this out. You will hear a episode. Um, <laughs> we're figuring it out, you guys. Clearly, you can tell we are figuring it out as we are going. Um, so you either hear it or you won't. I don't fucking know. Don't fucking complain to me. Um, but if you want to head on over to patreon.com uh, forward slash PWTCast and, you know, and become one of the wonderful patrons of the show, you can join such wonderful people as uh, Clifford Frazier, Jesse Kohlenberg, Joshua Davis, Neil Flanagan, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Vivian Urbina, Anthony Torres, my godfather, Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Uh, Steve Feastback. Uh, Rachel Sayarto, uh, who I'll be recording. Uh, I, you know, um, the month is coming to an end, and um, June, of course, is, is the month of Scrumpamania 30. And so the sort of theme for that month will be uh, movies that I love. And myself and Rachel, a little bit of a spoiler, we're going to be recording a review of The Mummy 2, you know, featuring Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Little Patrick Swayze, uh, Jacob Taus, Lucy Salgado, Lupe Dominguez, the Kings of Sport podcast, and Darren Kissler. Um, hey, this week, this weekend, next Saturday, I'm gonna see. Uh, I'm gonna see your good old friend Wes Allen. Really? Yeah. Resignation is coming to town, and so oh. yeah, and so I'm going to uh, go see them perform live. Yeah. You know that should be fun. I I, I love I love old Wesley. So he is a real musician after all. I, that's what I th- listen. I thought it was just I thought it was just a bit, you know. Yeah. Like, but he is a real musician. I'm I'm happy to see. I'm I'm very happy to get to see Resignation live. Cash probably won't be there performing, um, but he did put on a, a wonderful performance of Where's My Mind this yeah. weekend. Uh, I think it's, what what if like Wes is just like it's it's a Millie Vanilli situation. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I I love Wes. You know he he. I, I love him so much and so dearly that if that is the case, he does use an ear monitor, so I wouldn't be surprised. You know, <laughs> you know. If, listen, if that's a scenario, then hey, I will be there. To, I will be there to support regardless. You know, nonetheless. Uh, well, what do we? What do you guys got going on this week over at the draft pod? Oh, so we uh, we brought on we brought on one of our oldest friends. Uh, She's been a follower of the show for a long time. Grace Nunez, she comes on and we drafted because it's Memorial Day. So, you know, it's kind of a somber holiday. So we drafted these saddest scenes from from kids movies, (sighs) which, uh, you know, there's no fucking shortage of. It's like you wonder why people are all these this generation so fucked up. Look at the movies they made for them when they were kids. Uh, I don't I don't know if uh this one will have been taken or not. Um, I can tell you because it, it is in the bag already. Oh, okay. Did you, I, to me, one of the scenes that as a kid made me fucking so emotional every single time I watched it was uh toy story. When Buzz, again, Buzz Lightyear thinks he's a real fucking person and then jump, he jumps off the thing. What's up? First one. Yeah. And the first one. And you hear just, you know, like the, uh, Oh God! Who does the, um, who does the music for it? Uh, what's his name? Phil Collins. Yeah, I like, oh. hear like the Phil Collins music play, and he's just no. Um, 
Randy Newman. Randy Newman, yeah. You know, he jumps off. He's like, to infinity and beyond. Yeah. And this is the, the slow realization, him, his body turning, and he falls. And he just falls. You know, he hits the floor. His arm flies off. And the way the camera just pans up, and they're doing, like, an overhead shot of him and just this slow. Oh, my God. It's so fucked up. <laughs> that made yeah. me cry as a kid so much because I was like, no, you're real to me, damn it. Yeah, that one did not get taken, but there was a toy. Toy Story had its representation. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm. It's it's a scene from from the third one, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, hey, good. Hey, here's the hook. Here's the hook on why you should listen to this episode. It's the scene you're thinking of, but it's not the reason you're thinking of. So. Ponder that over the next 24 hours until the draft podcast comes out. Cause you're going to be like, wait, what fucking other reason would there be? Oh, we got you hold my beer. <laughs> <sighs> well, I listen, I can't wait to watch. I mean, watch, I, I will watch the clip you guys post of it, um, but I can't wait to listen. So, uh, yeah. And thank you to, to everyone for listening. Make sure to check out the draft pod make sure to check out, you know, whatever version of this pilot episode that we put out of a uh, scrump and Drew's uh, music box. And um, yeah, head on over to patreon.com forward slash PWT cast. And uh, for the PWT cast this week, I've been scrump. I have been drew. And this is friend of the show. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say. And so, well, we must bid you adieu. So until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye. And good night. Bang. Bang.